0: Farshat Mishpatim details the halachas of, the the of many cases between two different parties and it's interesting that as Chazal pointed out these are the first halachas discussed after Matan Torah specifically we know that Nizikin or Mishpatim and are one of the six Halakim of the Mishnah, one of the six orders of the Mishnah, and even though in the order of the Mishnah it comes fourth, but in the order that the Torah brings the halachas, they come first. There's a fascinating Midrash Tehillim on the Psukim which Dawra Melech is extolling the beauty of the Torah, and Dawra Melech says, Hashem's Torah is perfect; it restores the nefesh. And then David says, "Aderes Hashem ne'emanu, machpikhem espesi." The Aderes, the witnesses, so to speak, or testimony to Hashem, is faithful; and it makes the foolish wise. And "Bikudei Hashem yeshari m'sam chilev." The instructors of Hashem are yeshari, are straight; they lead in the heart. "Mitzvas Hashem bara the mitzvahs of Hashem are clear, they lighten the eyes. Yeras Hashem ra The fear of Hashem is pure, it lasts forever. Hashem emes tzadku yachtov. The judgments of Hashem are true, they tzadku, they correct together. And the midrash says that these six, um, so to speak, praises of the Torah are referring to the six orders of the Mishnah. And the Midrash goes on to describe it, which is, which is corresponds to which. And the Midrash says that Torah Hashem Tamima is referring to Seder Nashim, the Seder which deals with relationships of marriage. Eidos Hashem Ne'emana refers to Zroim. Pekuli Hashem Yisharim refers to Mayed. Pekuli Hashem Yisharim is referring to Seder Mayed. Then, the next one, Mitzvah Hashem Bara is referring to Seder Kodshim, Yerah Hashem Tahir is referring to Seder Taras, and mishpat Hashem Emes is referring to Seder, Seder Nezikim. Obviously, the Midrash itself needs explanation, and why each Pasuk is describing that particular order of the Mishnais needs explanation too, but what I want to focus on tonight, is because we're talking about Pashas Mishpatim, is the last line of the Pasuk. Mishpata Hashem emes we understand. of Hashem emes they're true. And, but what does the next part of the positive mean? What does it mean, Tzot Kuyachtov? That they correct together. Together with what? What's the positive referring to? So, really, there's a principle here, which we can learn. But first, let's look at a very interesting discussion in the Gemara, in Sanhedrin. And the Gemara under Zion in Sanhedrin asks the question, when two litigants come in front of a judge, they're coming for a disputation in the so what's the judge meant to do? Is he meant to render a psak, who's right and who's wrong? Or is he meant to try and de- negotiate a compromise? Be an arbitrator and find some kind of middle ground which both sides will be satisfied with. What the Gemara calls pshara, you know, is finding a compromise, or bitsur, is there a Megwood for a compromise. What's a judge meant to do? And if you look in the Gemara, it's actually machlakis tanai. The first opinion holds, uh, uh, that Elizabeth Yossi holds, that it's also for a judge to look for a compromise two people are approaching him, they want to know what the Torah says, what's the halacha, who's right and who's wrong. He has to listen to both sides, and then decide who's right and who's wrong. He has to pass on the case. And therefore, you hold it's so it's also for a judge to try and find a compromise. And not only that, that if a person would, so to speak, praise a judge for looking to negotiate and looking to find a settlement, is menayat Hashem, It's angering Hashem. And why is the angering Hashem? Because the Meshbot is true, or the Torah says is right, is right. And if that's the case, the person hears the story. One party is right, one party is wrong. And your job as a judge, according to this opinion, is to make sure that the OP Torah, what's right, is what's carried out. And therefore, to look for a compromise in some way is compromising the MS. And therefore, he holds that also to look for compromises, the judge's job is to pasken, based on the, the halacha, who's right and who's wrong, and that's what's meant to be. But there's a second opinion in the Gemara too. And the second opinion in the Gemara is the opinion of Rabbi Shubh bin Karcha. And Rabbi Shubh ben holds that it's a mitzvah to find a compromise, and not only that, it's preferable to the right and wrong in the case. And therefore, according to him, what a judge should do when presented with two disagreeing parties is to suggest to them shall I try and find a way to make it, no, satisfy both of you to find some middle ground you can both be happy with before he comes to Paskin right and wrong. That's the second opinion of the Gemara and the Halacha Le when this argument between the Tanaim, the Gemara brings with Rav the great Amara used to do and there has been two parties came in front of him for a Din Torah he used to ask them do you want a pshara, do you want to compromise or do you want to psak and then based on what they would ask for is what he would do for them and that was brought in Shulchan as well that when two parties come in front of the Dain he's meant to ask them do you want to psak or do you want to compromise now this needs explanation because we can understand the svara of why it should be also the compromise Mishpote Hashem the rules, of the judgments of Hashem are MS and if that's the case, what the Torah says, that's what's right, and that's what's meant to be. And if I have two people in front of me, one of them will Torah is right, one of them will be Torah is wrong, then I should let the let the Torah be kovei. This is right. This is wrong. That's what's going to happen. Why am I coming to suggest something which isn't what the Torah says should be? So, for example, if I if I have a disagreement regarding a purchase price, regarding a rental, and the Torah says that in this case, the halacha is with the buyer, so then why should I try and push him to pay more to satisfy the seller? And if the Torah says halacha is with the seller, so why should I try and convince him to forfeit what he deserves if the Torah said he's right? If the din is amiss, then that's absolute, so why would a judge ever be allowed, never mind recommended, that he should find a compromise? In fact, it's very interesting. The Gemara says that the mid of Moshe Rabbeinu was vadin Vadeinu sahar which means a mount, uh, the halacha will bore through the mountain. In other words, there's no, there's no other options. If the halacha says something, it will, it will, it will impose itself in any circumstance. We don't look to falsify. We don't look to change. We don't look to uh, bend the halacha in any possible way. That's MS. MS is absolute. And if that's the case, that's what the dying should be as well. Mishpatei Hashem Emes. So why would there be a second opinion? And like we said, it's even a halakhically viable option not to look for the Emes, but rather to look for a compromise. So if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says that on the one hand is the middle of Moshe. But the middle of iron was different to Moshe. Iron, as we know, his middle was to create Shalom. And the Apostle brings about him, the, the, uh, the mile of iron. It says, The Torah of Amos was on his mouth, but he walked with me within, with peace. And how do you understand it? Where, where was Aaron's midah different to Moshe's middah? It's the same Torah. It's the same Amos. And if the Torah of Amos was on his mouth, so then how did the conclusion of Aaron come out different to Moshe? Now, one could say that it was just a question of presentation, which means Moshe was direct. This is the aloha, and that's what you have to do. That's Yikav Adin The Torah is absolute. And iron would present it in a more, so to speak, a softer way, a, more which, a way which is easier for people to accept it, but it was the same Torah. But the Mashmurah, so the the Gemara brings it, is that this idea of looking for a compromise is also attributed to Aaron Akwein many the Gemara says by David al that he used to do mishpat at Tztaqa and asks the Gemara, how do you do both simultaneously? And the Gemara said the mishpat, which is the judgment, is when he used to pass in Alpi the this is what's right, this is what's wrong. And Tztaqa was uh, looking to make a compromise. So it all needs explanation. So let's start with the Gemara we discussed once before. And the Gemara is discussing the arguments between the various Kechas and Shemaim of whether a person should be created or not. And in that argument, so we see that the Medusa Chesed advocated that a person should be created because he'll be a Belchesed. And opposing him was the of Emes. And the of Emes said a person should not be created because the nature of a person is he doesn't live up to the standards of Emes. That we understand, but then as the like, Gemara says, there was another midah, the midah of tzedek, and the midah of tzedek said a person should be created. What's this midah of tzedek? Tzedek maybe means to do what's what's right, what's correct. And then we have an interesting case. Amos says a person shouldn't be created. He doesn't conform to the standards of Amos. Whereas Tzedek, doing what's upright, doing what's correct, told he should be created. Now obviously you understand that the meters of Emes and Tzedek aren't contradicting each other. They're all describing different aspects of the human personality, and they're all right. And if that's the case, what's the difference between the idea of Emes and the idea of Tzedek? That one feels that a person does not deserve to be created, and the other one feels the person should be created. So we've discussed previously the first part. And that is why MS felt a person shouldn't be created, because a person isn't it nec- isn't up to the standards of living I'll the the requirements of MS. So let's look to see the second part. What's the mid of TEDC and why does TEDx hold a person should be created? And the principle is like this, MS is absolute, it's either right or it's wrong, there's no other option. A person whose view is often distorted by his myth or by the limitations of his understanding is not necessarily going to always conform to the MS. But the middle of tzedek is that what a person understands is right, he wants to do. A person can by nature want to do the right thing, not the wrong thing. And if that's the case, as much as he can understand this is the right thing to do, this is the way I'm meant to behave, this is the proper course of action, so a person will want to do that. Especially if talking about a good person we're not talking about a russia, we're not talking about a person who's inherently mistaken or or evil. A good person wants to do what's right. And therefore, the tzedek, which means what's the correct thing to do, that for sure a person wants to do. So why is that different to the MS? And the answer is, that in order for a person to be Makayim the Tzedek to do what's right so then it has to be that the person understands this is the right thing to do. Whereas the emes is an absolute whether the person understands it or not. Now, based on that background let's go back to what we said before. And that is when we the Gemara discusses Is it better for a dain to pask in the halacha? This is the din. And the parties will both have to accept that, like it or not, because the psaqa of a basin is binding. Or is it better for a basin to look for uh, some kind of negotiation, some kind of a compromise? And we saw that the halacha is, that the dain has to offer either option. And we asked, "What's the halachic basis for a compromise?" All right, the halach is the halach, and that's what we have to carry out. And the answer is that we learn it from another pasuk. The pasuk says, "Tzedek, tzedek, tiridof." A pasuk directed to the dayanim that you should always tirdof, you should always chase after tzedek, after. Doing what's right, and the Gemara says, why is it say twice the word tzedek? And it says tzedek, whether if it's for the din or tzedek if it's for the pshara. In other words, the la'loche is a fulfillment of tzedek, but offering a compromise is also a fulfillment of tzedek. And of course, that's something which we need to explain. Uh, that's the makor for pshara. Then let's understand. Because a Pshara doesn't just mean that a person hears, has an argument and says to the first litigant, how much are you claiming? this says, a hundred. And he says, well, uh, how much? And he asks the defendant, what do you say? He says, I think I don't know anything. So he says, okay, we'll compromise fifty. Uh, pshara isn't just about finding keto whatever the middle of the claim and the defense is. Let's let's offer that as an option. Obviously, a dying who is going to work with the pshara has to hear both sides he has to hear what the case is and really what the basis of the offer should be and the Gemara said as long as he hasn't had uh, halachically who's right and who's wrong he can still offer a pshara and therefore the pshara is based on the facts of the case not necessarily just uh, a random mid-figure and if that's the case you must understand. There's a second point and a second understanding in how pshara works, and that is the is to think based on hearing him both sides who he feels is right, and if that's the case, to try and convince the other party to hear another perspective, because by nature people hear their side of the story they don't see the other persons way of looking at it and if that's the case if the Dayan would pass in the halacha you're wrong then the person might be forced to accept the verdict but he's definitely going to feel that the Dayan made a mistake or didn't listen to him properly or maybe he didn't present himself properly in other words the rendering a psak in absolute terms of this is right this is wrong often does little to convince the losing party that they're actually wrong. They may be compelled to fulfill follow the orders of the decision of the base then, but not because they've been convinced that that's, that's the right thing. And therefore the basis for Absarah is to try to explain to each party the other one's point of view, if that's the case, having now described both sides of the story, the so Diane can say, "Well, I would like to suggest the pshara because his side of the story has a certain validity. This side of the story, I understand the way you you see the situation, whatever it is, and therefore the pshara will be based on not just let's split the costs halfway." Obviously, the side that the judge feels is more correct or halakhically has more validity so of course, that person deserves to win the case but if in order that the psaq should be accepted and therefore that the, he's able to rather than just ruling this is the halakha but bringing it to an, both parties to understanding that this is the right thing to do, even if it means that he has to compromise a little bit on what the victor is going to is going to profit, or compromise a little bit on how much the the one he holds wrong is going to have to pay. But the matter is, he's built a case of tarek, tarek being meaning, like we said, what people understand to be the right thing to do. Is Dain expected to do that? Or, can you take the approach of this is the halakha, you don't have to like it, you don't have to agree with it, you don't have to understand it, you have to accept it, it's just too bad. Or, should you take the approach of trying to present it as tzedek, which means something which the other party can understand, and therefore would be more willing, so to speak, to go along So those are the two options. There's the option of MS and the option of Tzadik. Yeah, we haven't yet answered our question. We've just defined better what the question is. And if that's the case, when the Torah gives us halacha, let's say everywhere else in the Torah, it comes to Qashabbos, it comes to Qaskashos, the Torah gives us the halacha as this is the halacha, And there's no room for compromise. You can't say, well, you know what, that's really hard, so let's do half of that, even fourth. What's is that, 90%? No, there's nothing to talk about. It's also or Asmata. The Torah gives us absolute halacha, and if that's the case, we have to keep it, regardless. Why should in a moment be any different? If the Torah gives us principles in halakha, this is what's correct, this is what's incorrect, this is what the is machayb, this is what the accepts, allows, so, where's the makam to do anything different than the absolute halacha? Where's the makam for compromise? And the answer to that is, is that when it comes to delay makamunis, the halacha doesn't just depend on what the terrorist says. A lot of delay depends on the people who are involved in the case. So, for example, the halacha is that if Reuben would, would walk in the street and find a lost object, it doesn't belong to him, he has to return it. Ba'alaqa would be, if the owner of the object has already been misyayish, and he's been mafkar object, then he doesn't have to return it. Malacha is, that if a person owes you money, he has to pay you. But if you are him the money, he doesn't have to pay you. And therefore, a lot of the depends on, on the people involved. When it comes to other parts of the Torah, there's no such option. When it comes to keeping Shabbos, when it comes to keeping Kashas, then the halach is absolute and there's no option of does the person agree, not agree, Michael not Michael these concepts don't exist. But the they do. And if that's the case, then so there's a for kshur. Because the Torah says that if the litigant is standing on his rights, then he has certain rights. And if that's the case, then he deserves the full amount that he is owed. But if he decides to be meichel, so then if he chooses to be moikh, if he chooses to accept less, then if that's okay, so the case the halacha goes with that. Now he doesn't own he doesn't owe anything more than that. And therefore the ability of a dyn to broker a compromise isn't against the halacha. Because the halacha would be that if a person doesn't want to compromise, then he's owed a certain amount if a person is prepared to compromise there is not allowed more than he agreed to accept and therefore the the maila of the tzedek which means is that if you can bring the people to accept the compromise then that becomes the halachutsu. so there's no question of going against them. the question is what's the priority that's a discussion in the Gemara is it better for uh, the dying to try bring that about, try bring about a situation where both parties are willing to forgo a certain amount of their rights in order to that both of them should be happy with the psak Or is it more important for a dayan to rule alpi the halacha without trying to convince anybody to forego any of their rights? And the gemara's maskana kind of is they're both good options. Tzedek tzedek You can chase the tzedek. By issuing a psaq, or you can change the terek by bringing about a compromise. And therefore, it's really the option of the, it's up to the, the, valedin involved to decide what they want to do. If they want to go the route of halacha, and that's what's going to be final, or if they want to go the route of looking to find compromise. That's how we have two different points. And that's what we're going back, what we began. It's an amazing thing. The baratorium says in the passage of Mishpatim, these are the Mishpatim, these are the laws. And that the Baratirim says that if you take the first, the little word Hamishpatim, it becomes the first letters of the words, Hadayan Shiyase Mishpat. The judge is instructed to look for a for a compromise before you render the ruling like the one opinion in the Gemara, that there's a for b'shara. And the Makam for b'shara is because when it comes to mishpatim, so then, as much as it's MS, but it's not the only option. It's emes in the circumstances that that's where the balay dinim are holding. But if the Baladinim dinim, they forego some of their rights, they concede or they moichal a certain amount, then the compromise is MS2. And that's the Kiddush of Mishpatim. The khidish of Mishpatim is that the Din Torah, what's the MS of the Torah, applies to the, will change based on the case. Will change based on what people are going to say. And if that's the case, we come back to the first second thing we began with. Mishpita Hashem MS. Sadku yachtov. The Mishpatim of Hashem are MS, but they Tzadku together, which means MS and tzedek are both, are both the Mishpatim of Hashem. Hashem's Mishpat is MS, Hashem's Mishpat is Fa', and it's together. Sometimes it's the MS, which means that's what the Torah rules, and uh, whether, even though a person doesn't understand, doesn't agree, doesn't see it like that that's the MS he has to accept it but there's also the Tzedek which means the Mishmat allows for the the, opportun- the, the option of a settled compromise that everybody understands or accepts you know, if that's what the people are prepared to do then that becomes the MS too and that's the difference between MS and Tzedek whereas MS is absolute and therefore, sometimes hard for people to understand or to accept. And the second point, the tzedek. And the TEDek is the way which the, doesn't minimize the emes of the halacha. The halacha is still correct. What Hashem wanted. It's just that in the circumstances where that now the bale dinim have would really have been willing to compromise, and willing to accept a certain allowance. Forgo a certain event. And that becomes static too. And that was the Israel of Aaron Akhoyim. Of course, what the Aaron Paskin was MS. Except, he tried to bring about a circumstance of Shalom. That in that case, the MS would be different to had he Paskin the MS before the Shalom. That's all part of the mishpatim. I should toss him if name and you have to put it in front of them. On the one hand, put in front of them means give the the, so to speak, the, the, the halachic clout to enforce his p'sak. He has to have a police force, he has to have a certain ability to lay down the law, to ensure that the MS gets kept. There's a second part to toss him with name as well. And so, Drashi says that you should explain the reasoning of the mitzvahs to them. As much as that blanket din, which that's what it is, and accept it. It says they're actually presented like a shulchan arachum montcha It should be like a really set table Because when it comes to Dele Understanding the basis of the halacha Means you can understand how the circumstances can change And if that's the okay, case, so the halacha changes too And it's still emes It's MS based on the fact that there are now And therefore the MS and the tzedah come together There's understanding that what the Torah says but also the tzedek, which means the the fact that it can be in a way where people understand it. And people can feel this is the right thing to do. That's also an option of mishpat. That's also a way of judging the mu'manis. And the Torah allows for both. One last point. The Gemara says that there is no miktsaya in Torah which needs a person's seichol more than the nemominist. And now we begin to understand the reason for that. And that is, it's not just understanding, like in other areas of Torah, what the psak, what the Torah says, or when it comes to Shabbos or Kashus or Torah or anything else. Over here we have to understand the principles, because what the Torah says will change based on what the people say. Based on what the people say. And therefore the Mishpatim needs to be understood on the situation, in the situation based on where the position of the people involved. That's going to define the MS. And we saw the second option, that the dying if you can bring it about in a way which will compromise and placate both of them, that will create a Tzedek. A, phase, a case where both people feel they're doing the right thing, but the Tzedek is MS too. Because once people feel like that, then that becomes the Halakha as well. مش بتأشم أمس صدق و